Once again, it is time for the Reef Lords Pod Academy. Can you believe it? It's episode number six already. And uh, really, really looking forward to this one because it's an interesting topic for us uh, to talk about today. And I am joined by Dora Lou from Reef Lords. Hello, Dora. How are you? Morning, Dave. I'm well in you. Fantastic. So, Dora, for the, for the last couple of episodes, we've, you know, the content has been dedicated to the first-time homeowners and buyers. Now, in this episode, we're doing something a little different, aren't we? Yes, uh, we are actually. So like you said, for the past five episodes, we all the topics were actually for first-time home buyers. And this episode, uh, it's really going to be for first-time investors in contrast. That's, yeah. that's actually going to make, that's going to be a lot of fun because to start, and a lot of people talk about the, the path to pr- uh, prosperity being investing in property. So um, it's really good that we're talking to people about that. So obviously, if you are an investor, congratulations. You know, you've achieved a wonderful milestone on your path to financial freedom. People generally, Dora, they want to sort of bear the fruits of their labors as quickly as possible from their investments. So uh, you're going to be sharing some helpful tips and insights along the way uh, as to how we found our dream tenants. (laughs) So, uh, well, obviously, when you put lots of money into a property, you want to get return out of your investments. And um, that's what the investors do, you know. So often, um, investors think that as long as I have a tenant and I'm all set. And and that is an obscure concept with a lot of first-time investors to start with. So you are still quite far from being all set, if I may put it that way, because research really shows that 85% of the tenants delay rental payments at least once. So that is not a good figure. You know, it, it, it makes you panic. What if I've got a tenant that doesn't pay? And you're going to be in, end up, you know, um, paying all the bond, paying all the rates and levies, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I think this episode is really going to um, tell you how to prevent this from happening. And um, I think Refraud's advice is that you should screen your tenants before everything else happens. So okay. this is what this episode is all about. Wonderful. Well, that's, that's some great advice that I feel coming down uh, our way from Reef Lords and from yourself, Dora. So, so let's get right into it. Um, where would we start, though? If we, we, we've now bought our property, we're all excited, and obviously we're wanting to rent it out. What's the first place to start? Yeah. Um, before we delve into that, I think we need to reiterate the importance of why we are screening our tenants, right? Especially, you know, 2020 has been so eventful. Um, I think for most of people, it hasn't been a great year. So, and on top of that, if you are a landlord, are you sitting with a tenant that's not paying? The bad news is that you can't really evict them due to the pandemic lockdown restrictions and regulations. Sort of, you know, those tenants, good or bad, they are protected by by law. So this might not be a good news for uh, a lot of the landlords out there, especially when they, you know, stuck with a tenant that doesn't pay. So that is why it's so important, 
even at this point in time that you screen your tenants before you jot down the lease agreements and everything else, you know? So the first um, on the list that you need to screen is obviously the identity of the prospective tenant you, um, you're renting to. Okay, yeah, that, so, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. So you're going you're gonna to see whether he or she is a South African or foreign national or is, um, is it a company that's renting from you? All right. If the person is um, a South African, things are a lot easier because you do have the track record with just the simple ID number. But in case of a foreigner, uh, you want to probably see his or her um, status of residence whether he or she is permitted to stay in South Africa legally, whether he or she is uh, allowed to work, allowed, uh, you know, income in, in, in the country, what is the expiry of the permit, just to mitigate the risk of him or her being repatriated to her own country, uh, then, you know, there's... There, uh, there's very little way that you can track someone when they are bored. Mm, yeah, that could be that could be a challenge. I'm just as I'm sitting thinking here, yeah, I'm thinking, wow, you know, these these kind of things are so so important, and often we're excited and we we forget about it. Uh, but Dora, you you mentioned as well companies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What do we do there? Yes, uh, for company, you obviously need to collect the CK documents uh, from the company as well as direct banking statements. But obviously, this uh, particular point we are raising is identity. So CK documents and uh, directors' IDs are very important. Okay, you're going to have it in hand. Um, and then our tip for the first-time investors is that get identity uh, documents of all the occupiers that will be staying in your property. That can actually come very handy. Notify your body corporate and estate manager of, of those occupiers so that, you know, they can watch out on your behalf that no strangers are actually living in your property during Which the lease period. Yeah, because that makes a lot of sense because, uh, you know, there are times when, when people will, will lease a, a, a property and then they do have an extended family, which they don't tell you about. And you sort of end up with uh, way more people on the property than, than should actually be there. Uh, I know yes. that, that we've just uh, recently uh, rented a, a property for my, my mom and sister. And they actually said to us there, who is going to be staying in this particular place? Name, ID number, et cetera. So that's a very, very good tip. But moving on, because we've got a couple to get through today. What about credit checks? Credit checks, um, they ha have to be done actually immediately once you have the ID number of your tenant. Sometimes you can even get the tax reference number, then you can delve into a more detailed record of them. All right. So credit checks can uh, really tell a lot about your tenant's credit history, scoring, their paying pattern, etc., etc. So some of the registered credit bureau can help you to track that, such as TPN. TransUnion, okay, TransUnion was formerly known as ITC, okay, you probably have heard uh, ITC checks, this and that, so ITC is now actually TransUnion, Experian, they are all registered uh, credit bureau, and Refloats actually uses TPN, uh, 
we just feel, you know, TPN is very much designed for screening tenants. Uh, so you need to, what you really need to watch out for is that your tenants' outstanding accounts, their paying habits, their defaults and judgments listed against them. Right? So these are very important stuff that you need to collect uh, beforehand. But if you want to do like a TPN check, there might be a small fee attached to it. But, you know, in my opinion, it's really worth it that you invest that small amounts to get you a safe tenant to start with. So, yeah, a hearty tip from Reflows is that if you're struggling to register yourself on TPN, say for instance, we are willing to help you and then show you how to register yourself on the platform. So even if I'm not a company at, at, at this stage, and this is my first rental property, I can still register on, on, uh, on TPM or TPN rather, and then get all of that information that's allowed. Yes, absolutely. Even if you are an individual, natural person or a company, it doesn't matter. First time or you've been, you know, investing all your life, you can do it. Okay, brilliant. You can I mean, register, yeah. I think it's very interesting <laughs> that uh, you guys are prepared to help people to do that registration as well, you know, just, just to make them, you know, sure that they know how to go through it. What about reference checks? Do we still do reference checks? Well, you know, some landlords, um, they, they can get a bit lazy to do reference checks, but in our opinion, reference checks is a must, okay, before you rent your property to anybody. It's equally important, all right, that you do it with the tenant's previous or current landlords, all right, just to see their pain pattern and uh, their behavior. Are they actually making a mess in the room? Are they damaging your cupboards, you know, um, damaging your walls, tiles, etc.? Some tenants really take good care of your property, but some tenants just don't. So it's important to get that reference check from their um, previous landlords, right? And of course, their paying pattern. Are they paying on time? Are they always paying late? Or, you know, their the defaults. So these are important. And some of these um, paying patterns are reflected on TPN checks if you, um, if you, you know, take that route to check. So our, our tip for investors is that you ask the landlord specifically whether they've received any fines from body corporate due to violations of the body corporate rules, etc., such as making noise at late nights, you know, conducting illegal activities within the within the unit, because the chances are, if they are the troublemakers within the complex, they will be fined and the penalty will come to you as a landlord. If you can, you know, collect it from your tenant, you by all means do that. But most of the time, you know, your tenants might just run away with that fine and then you're going to be sitting with it. Yeah, that's, you know what, that's actually a very, very good tip because once you, we speak to the, 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 the landlord of the property they're currently staying in or the estate manager, I would guess, would be also somebody, their behavior is not going to be reflected in the credit check. But it will be reflected when you talk to these guys about it and the noise and the troublemaking and repairs and stuff. So I think that's an excellent piece of, of advice there. Dora, we're going to move on now, though. Uh, one of the things that, you know, is a great concern a lot of times, and rightly so, I think, is the affordability 
that must be surely be one of the, the major concerns for landlords. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. And a lot of the first time investors ask us this question, what is the justified amount a tenant must earn per month to be able to afford the rent you're asking for? All right, but it's quite easy. Normally, it's one third of the monthly gross salary of the tenant um, that counts as the affordability to the rental. Or you can take three times the rent you're asking for, you know, to see whether the tenant is earning that much. You know, the tenant okay. should, you know, actually earn three times the rent you're asking for. So, for instance, you're asking for 5,000 Rand a month. So the tenant should ideally be earning 15,000 Rand or more to qualify for, um, for the rent. Okay, but that's the gross salary, not the, not the net salary, the gross yeah. salary. Yeah, okay. but I mean, to be safe, like um, at Reflows, we are a bit more strict in terms of affordability. So we consider uh, one third of the net salary as the affordability of the tenant. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> often, often you hear people talking about uh, pay slips, bank statements. Uh, is that a good route to go as well? Yes, um, the three months pay slip. Usually, um, you ask for three months. Some landlords ask for three to six months, right? Um, pay slips and bank statements. So, but bear in mind, you need to read them in conjunction. And the payslip and the bank statement need to agree to each other. So if you've got 15,000 Rand um, per month as an income, you should see that 15,000 Rand reflecting on the bank statements every month as well. Mm, yeah. Okay. That, you know, that, also, yes. that also makes sense. Because we had an interesting, uh, interesting experience now when we were looking for a property to, to rent for my mom. She's a pensioner and obviously not, not employed. And what we had to do is we had to do the bank statements and we had to prove that she had funds available. And then they asked us, which I thought was very fair, to pay, you know, a couple of months in advance. Uh, and, and us, us, you know, initially you go, well, that's not so nice. But then you understand from the landlord's point of view, that's just their way of ensuring affordability and that they're getting in good tenants. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then landlords can be very aware in terms of, you know, whether the tenants are going to be squatting in the units without paying, uh, you know, things like that. And then um, it's just a safety precaution um, that they take uh, against tenants' payment behavior. I can mm. put it that way. And then a tip from us is that um, maybe it's a good idea when you assess the bank statements to see how much rent the tenant is currently paying. So some, you know, most of the time it does show on the bank statements if the the, the tenant is paying via EFT, right? Yeah. So mm. the the amount they're currently paying versus the amount that you are asking for is that a is there a big difference between the two amount, right? Then you can sort of assess um, the affordability more accurately. Yes, but now. So if they previously were paying like four thousand rand a month, but now your rent is asking for eight thousand, that four thousand is significant, and are they able to afford that? So that's something you should really assess as well. Okay, but now the other thing is, is you know, a lot of times you're able to do all of the stuff via the internet or the phone or whatever the case may be. Um, we found that. Uh, it helped a whole lot 
that we actually were prepared to go to the property and be chatted to and meet the, the, the landlord. And I think that makes sense as well, because it's sometimes, you know, we, we're human. We tend to, to sort of sometimes judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yes. Um, well, you shouldn't really judge a book by its cover as a cliche, you know, but I think you mustn't ignore your gut. First impression is really important, right? So what, um, what I'm suggesting is that maybe interviewing your tenant before they move into the property or before even they sign the lease agreement is probably worth the while uh, after obviously all the paperwork are done, all the checks are done and happy, right? Get to know them a bit more. Um, sometimes, you know, paperwork and everything else is all fine. But once you meet the person, you know, something just doesn't feel right. And then you're gonna go with your gut. You, 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 you're gonna trust yourself on this one, right? So rather do the interviewing and get to know them a bit more um, so that you also show them that you're taking things very seriously and you're setting yourself as like sort of a figure of authority. So um, yeah, they're taking you a bit more seriously as well. I think that's that's a very, very sound piece of advice as well, is, is get get to know them. And, 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 you know, I think from a tenant perspective, then they'll have more respect for you as the, as the landlord. And also when, you, when you're chatting to them, do you have any tips as, as to what to say while you're talking to them? Yes, and then a common problem that we've experienced um, when we rent out our properties is that the person that's applying for the lease is the, the, the person that's submitting new order documents. However, the person that's really staying in the unit is completely different from the, from the applicant. So what, what you do in this case, apart from the first advice that I've given to collect all the identity of all the occupiers of the units is important, submit that to the estate manager so that they watch out for you, who is really staying in the unit, right? Because of all the um, access control protocols within complexes, that might safeguard you you know, from um, your property being sublet to someone that you completely don't know. And then it's very effective that you reiterate this with your tenant when you interview them. All right, I feel it's more effective when this conversation is had face to face. Yeah, and then, and then obviously you could say to them, look, you know, um, we, we, we don't allow subletting. What does subletting mean? It means the following. Uh, and just be very, very clear about that so, so people understand. And I know exactly what you're saying. And I noticed that in, in, in this other complex uh, that my mom and sister are in is uh, the guys had a problem a little while ago where the people who'd actually signed the lease and were paying the rental weren't the people living there. And those people that were living there um, weren't invested in, 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 in anything really and uh, they were they were the ones causing trouble with the music late at night using the facilities mm. after hours etc etc so a very sound piece of advice there uh, but communication is important isn't it right yes um, very 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 important because you need to really keep your line of communication open with your tenants even if they are not making troubles, they're not paying late, but keep that line of communication open and 
perhaps do occasional visits. Now, okay, I don't mean that you need to harass your tenants every month or every week, right? Maybe do an occasional inspection or visit once in a while, like once a quarter or once um, every six months just to ensure that the property is taken care of and even if there is a uh, any sort of damage you are made your you know you you're made aware of that and assess the responsibilities of the of the damage and obviously the cost that's involved so that's important as well um, and i had a tenant previously that the, the water pipe actually burst. So that caused great inconvenience to my tenant. And because we kept our line of communication open, they reflected the, the problem immediately and we attended to, to it immediately. So that's building sort of like a healthy relationship between you, yourself and tenant. Often tenants, you know, um, develop that negative sentiment towards landlord because they think in their perspective, they think landlord only collects rent and then they don't take care of them. So, you know, keep your line of communication open, also builds your, um, your, your trust with the, with the tenant. And, and one thing again that I've experienced with, with this, this other property, which makes so much sense to me is that uh, as the landlord, when your new tenants move in to be there to welcome them we got a little like, like a little welcome package and everything and uh, with a list of, of what the complex rules and regulations were and then the landlord also walked around the property with us uh, and we then got together to look and see if there were any problems uh, and then those were noted and we made an arrangement for them to, to get sorted out which just made me feel a whole lot better than, than you know, if there's a, a faceless person called landlord that uh, you just have to hand your money over to. So that makes a whole bunch of sense. Mm. And then that type of gesture makes you um, really feel welcomed, you know. And then just like if you picture yourself uh, walking into an Airbnb apartment and there is a host that's welcoming you, that's telling you um, where you need to go to if any problem arises, I think you just have that peace of mind as a tenant as well, right? So, yeah, it's a very nice gesture from your landlord. Yeah, as, as we said, it's a sound piece of advice. Now, there, there is always this fine line, though, Dora, that, that we tread. You know, if you've got one property and you're starting out, which is what this particular episode is about, to manage that one property is not too much of a problem. But some people find themselves being very, very busy. What would you advise there if they are really busy and they go, okay, I actually don't have the time for it. Is there is there an avenue they can follow then? Yeah, um, I think we now have listed um, pretty much all aspects um, that you need to really work on before you have a tenant moving into your unit. But that might sound really a lot of work for for quite a lot of people especially you are still working you've got your own family to take care of this and that so if this really seems too much work for you probably um, getting assistance from a rental agent is um, is a solution you know um, however it will cost obviously at the moment the the market related management fee is around eight percent of monthly rental 
And again, um, now instead of finding your dream tenant, you're going to then now find your dream agent who is good, responsible, and efficient, right? That will do your job for you. So that is another challenge you need to conquer. But one way or another, you need to do really um, homework, you know, just to be respons uh, responsible for your investment. Mm, and it is yeah. something to think about. I mean, if, if, you, if you're just getting into the investment property waters, you know, oftentimes people sort of work out, you know, this is what the bond repayment is, this is what the rental is, et cetera, et cetera. And you need to take into account that there will be an additional fee. Um, I don't think you can just go there and assume that uh, your rental is going to cover your bond repayment. Yeah. Fantastic. Dora, it seems like time has flown or I've spoken very quickly or something today, but uh, we're about to, to come to the end of this uh, particular episode. Anything, any last bits of advice or anything that you'd like to say before we wrap it up? Yeah, um, I think you know, it, uh, this episode flew by and, and I really enjoyed um, sharing tips with our first-time investors and I hope this episode really helps just even just a little bit. Um, and one last piece of advice from Reflores is that don't settle for the sake of just getting a lease signed. All right, do homework before that and then so that you get your best return on investment. Fantastic. That, that makes sense. And I, and I can imagine you're very excited. You, you, you're on the property investment ladder. You want to get a tenant in there and start making money. Just take a little bit of time because that could well turn into some long-term revenue. Uh, Dora, if somebody has been listening or is now listening to this episode and they go, okay, well, that's great information. I'm still not too sure about certain things. Can they, can they contact Reflores? Yes, uh, feel free. Please feel free to drop us an email on Catherine at Reflords.coza. Catherine is spelt as C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E at Reflords.coza. Or you can simply just post on our Facebook page. Uh, screening tenant is really a topical topical uh, subject at the moment so yeah you you must have a lot of questions but feel free to ask us um, anytime we are with you so we wish you nothing but the best return on investments fantastic stuff it's one of the the, the things that i think that reflords does really really well is is this giving back to to, to people and educating people. It's fantastic that you guys do it. And, you know, it's nice as well, I think, if, if somebody has bought a property through Reflords and mm. then decides to go into uh, the property market and start letting them, you, you know, there's a continuation of that relationship, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, and then, I mean, there are countless um, investors who bought property from us that have already bear fruits and they come to us for advisors, you know, and we're happy to help them and just to make that, you know, investment um, uh, more worthwhile. Wonderful stuff. Once again, if you'd like to uh, drop them a, a line, ask a question, it's Catherine at reeflords.co.za. That's Catherine, C A. T-H-E-R-I-N-E at reeflords.co.za or find them on Facebook. Uh, just look for Reeflords Property Development. Dora, thank you so very much for taking the time out and chatting to us today. And uh, as always, 
We wish you all the very best going forward. And to each and every one of you, thank you for listening.